1: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss.
0: Moshi moshi, Stakanov calling. This is the Luke and Pete show. My name is Pete Donaldson, and I'm joined by Luke Moore for another bit of Monday
1: fun. Hello, everyone. How's it going? I am the aforementioned Luke Moore. Uh, how are mm. you doing, Peter? What's new?
0: Good. I mean, you can only really be aforementioned, I suppose. Can you
1: mention someone in the future? Don't think so. No, but I guess it's just a way of referencing, isn't it? Just referencing. And referencing. it's also, <laughs> it's a four-syllable word. I don't get through many of those. Might as well do one.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm doing all right. I started the day by eating
1: Saturday's Chinese food. I saw that. That was very enjoyable. Um, someone shared a photo so... on a WhatsApp group that we share at mm. about 9am of you eating cold takeaway food from a takeaway... Box and regular listeners to this show will know that you have regular and multifarious uh, stomach Mm. problems. Will they link the two? Who knows?
0: Another multi-syllable word from Luke Moore there. Yeah, I mean it it wasn't my uh, chow mein; it was my uh, partner's. So she that doesn't um, make any
1: difference to the point I'm making.
0: (laughs) It does because there's no meat in it if it's hers.
1: Oh, but so rotten vegetables don't exist. Next. Rotten vegetables.
0: I found out something amazing. Uh, are you going to be prepared to have your mind blown to fucking pieces, mate? Are that you going to be picking week, up bits of shell off the floor? Are you going to be picking up bits of brain matter off the walls when Probably. you hear what I'm about to drop? Go on. You know, like that fried seaweed you get in the Chinese? Yeah. It's not seaweed. It's It's fucking cabbage, cabbage, mate. I knew that. I knew that anyway. I knew that anyway. Well, why do they call it seaweed? How can you get away with that? Nonsense.
1: Absolute bollocks. Presumably, presumably, at one point it started. Not actually, but I mean the tradition it was seaweed at one point. I'm not saying it's turned into cabbage, but they used to serve seaweed at one point, And now they've said, look, mm. cabbage is a really cheap and easy substitute, and now we'll know. But is there yeah. an issue with descriptions, trade descriptions here?
0: Yeah, I think it's like when you buy, um, well, your, your, your beef lasagna and also your... Um, I, I just think it's not, as part, it's not a big part of people's diets uh, to the point where it will be problematic. No one's really that bothered about whether they're eating seaweed or ground weed um, but you'd think that seaweed would be, would be the cheaper alternative because it's just it's just there isn't it nobody really farms it unless you're you
1: know it's not the cheaper alternative and they, once you immediately consider the practical implication of trying to get it is it
0: it all washes up just go and pick it up mate but what if you're not you? near
1: the sea Peter
0: it's all there for you mate <laughs> well you haven't got seaweed
1: in the canal in Berkhamsted, have you
0: no, a lot of uh, a lot of old BMXs. It seems. Yeah. A, lot of them, a lot of them, like a lot of the people. I don't know whose job it is. They're probably the canal towpath people in, in the world. Um, they they sort of spend a lot of time dredging and pulling out all bits of machinery, uh, you know, shopping trolleys and, and the like. But they just put them to the side of the of the beck. They don't they don't move them anywhere. Mm. They just pull them out of the canal and leave them on the side, as if to go. Well, don't do that again. So like, well. You've made the side of the canal look worse. I couldn't see the BMX when it was yeah. in the canal. Leave it in there. I don't care what it does to the boats.
1: <laughs> I thought you mean to
0: an mm. extent. To when an extent, when and I that was... is the best compliment you've ever paid me, quite frankly.
1: <laughs> when, I, when I worked on the trolleys at Safeway mm. back in the late 90s, mm. and this is how I'm mental now, but sometimes they used to say oh, by the way, there's been like two Safeway trolleys spotted in the council estate or the estate over there or the road down Mm. there, whatever. Can you just go and get them and bring them back? And I remember even at the time thinking, how is this my job? How is that a thing? That sounds your Yeah. You're not, so you're not Luke the bounty hunter for My precinct tolleys. ends as soon as I step off the car park. As soon as I step onto the <laughs> pavement outside the car park, that's not my purview. And I don't think I should yeah. be some kind of, like, trolley detective because the other thing about it is I'm walking around the town with a couple of trolleys. It looks like it's me nicking them.
0: Exactly. You're going to get a bad reputation. Just imagine you sort of head to the ground... Sort of sniffing the soil, going, I can smell vulcanised rubber. <laughs> the trolley's
1: been through this road. Fantastic. You know that some of some of the supermarket car parks, not my one. I don't know if they still have this. Some of them have mm. a situation where if you take the trolley out of the car park perimeter, the wheels stop working.
0: Yeah, and every there's not a single time. That I don't walk onto the precinct of a supermarket um, and see those little kind of like magnetic—I think they're magnetic, aren't they? Yeah. Um, kind of walkways that prevent uh, that that lock the wheels effectively and make me think. I just want to. I just want to see what happens. I just want. I I don't know why I've never done it because you just feel like you might get in trouble if you tested it out. Like an alarm might go off or something.
1: Do you know what it's like? It's like Total Recall. It beeps five times. It blows
0: up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Two weeks. How how long are you going to take the
1: shopping trolley away for? Two weeks and then it just explodes. Beautiful. I I should probably point out as well to everyone listening, and this is not the sort of thing you want to hear at the start of a podcast, Mm. that um, we had something of an emergency at my house last week where uh, it rained and the water started coming into the bathroom. Um, Cut a long story short, it turns out I've had to have a reasonable chunk of my roof replaced Uh, And the roofers are still here because it's been quite a big job. And so I can't do anything about the noise that you may be hearing in the background, but just to let you Mm. know, there are two men right above me right now um, replacing tiles on my roof. I hear one of them's gigantic, like the undertaker. (laughs) He is massive. Like I, I had, um, a tree taken down from the bottom of the opposite house's garden. Long story, they mm. wouldn't fucking pay for it. It affected my garden, so I had to swallow my pride mm. and stump up, pun intended, to have it taken down. Mm. And all the tree surgeons were tiny little children men. Um, that mm. Obviously, they were men of working age, but they were tiny because they would jump around all different branches, yeah. like little um, little... I don't know, whatever you small like. Little monkeys. Pe- little lemurs. Yeah. And um mm. and that kind of makes sense, right? Now the two roofers who are doing my roof at the moment, one of them is a small fella. Um up and down the ladder, he is like a absolute <laughs> again, monkey, uh, lemur, whatever. Yeah. And um the other guy's massive. He's like, he's bigger than me. And I just and I said to him, How can right, you be bothered? Okay. How can you be bothered to do it? Like, he's not basically he's, he's not <laughs> fat, fat, <laughs> he's just like he's just big. And it's it's an effort, Big, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a real effort. I mean, you got to do. I'm, I reckon they probably do thirty ladder climbs a day, probably, and that's before they even do the work. <laughs> so, like, wow, you being bothered to do yeah. that? What do you think? Would you? But you'd be great as a roofer because you're a little bit crazy and you're tiny. And uh, I, I would I wouldn't pay and you I to like do my roof, play- but. <laughs> i like uh i like a bit of peace and quiet i
0: like sort of going places where you know for a fact it's the it's the less beaten beaten path not in a like you know i'm gonna go to some crazy uh kind of island somewhere and live as the natives do or something like that hmm. no I, I just want to go to an abandoned quarry and just hang out there for a bit throw some rocks around and stuff i just like the idea yeah. of of, of of something that you think of, you don't think about very often your roof uh, and you're hmm. up there and it's a very lonely place windy rainy are they allowed to go up there when it's rainy i presume they have they, probably got some pretty uh, they've probably got some sticky or, or metallic shoes to allow them to maintain <laughs> to what maintain do you mean by that on top of a house i don't know i'm just trying to think they can't stop working when it's raining surely roofers surely they've got surely they've got some safeguards to prevent them falling
1: off a roof I'm pleased you asked that question, because as you can imagine, Pete, as you have long suspected and um, expressed as an opinion, I am probably the most tedious person to work for in terms mm. of house stuff, because I just endlessly ask questions, Yeah, and um, I've asked him about that, and he said, for this type of roof you've got, the tile is very, um, the slate is very shiny, so you can't do yeah. it in, in the rain, um, uh. but the newer types of tiles depending on which ones you go for it's a little bit easier but realistically you're limited by the amount of what you can do in the rain yeah
0: oh i see i mean and you must be pretty pleased or pretty annoyed if you work in england because obviously it rains all the time imagine being a roofer in manchester you'd never get anything (laughs) done you don't
1: get them no, Does that have don't, don't no have point. Them. Don't um, have them. Yeah, yeah, interesting. He, one of the things that he is is quite good is that he's, is he the roofer pointed out is that one of the things he really likes about the job is that obviously most jobs don't last for that long, so you're always doing different bits all over the place, and you're up on people's mm. roofs quite literally. And he said like yeah. it's really peaceful compared to the rest of London most of the time, and also you get great views. And when the sun's shining, he said it's great. I love being up here. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, I bet. To which I said, can I get down now, please? <laughs> Stop <laughs> grabbing my arm; it hurts. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's been no it's been idea. a bit of a stressful time because obviously you can't really muck around when it comes to the roof it's not it's not like oh do you know what we quite need a new bathroom but hopefully we'll get mm. around to it at some point you need a roof I mean there's not you can't have a conversation about whether you need a new roof or not because it'll mm. become very quick that you'll'll you'll, you'll know that you need one straight away so it's been a bit mm. of a shame and it's been happening all weekend and it's just difficult to relax when you know you've got that literally con- overbearing how much how much of roof how much roof have, has been replaced a lot of it all of it some of it I'd say some of it. Yeah. Some of it, right. So, okay. for those who are, who are, who are well versed in this kind of thing, and I'm not, so I'm probably about to get this wrong. Um, all round the chimney stat needs to be replaced and re rendered. I, I think two new valleys and a load of new tiling, basically.
0: Ah, so, the yeah. valleys for the water to sort of slow yeah. off to. It's quite fascinating the way it all works. Oh, I, I'm buying a house at the moment, and I'm trying my very best to. And my God, there's a, a lot roof? of forms. My God, there's need a lot a roof. of information that you need. You need a roof, yeah. That that was. Uh, I said, look, roof number, uh, roof number one. Look, point number one, we need a
1: bloody roof. Yeah, did you go um, so in there like prepare a couple of questions that you knew you'd have to say <laughs> to show that you know what you're talking about? And one of them was. <laughs> It's gonna need a roof. And give him a win. It's gonna need a roof. <laughs> I mean, look,
0: this is a non-negotiable. This needs mm. a roof. If this has um, not got doors. We can't get in and
1: out. Make sure it's got doors.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, there's all things like um, all the land registry searches and stuff. You've got to f- make sure that your house isn't isn't in a subsidence area. Ours is because it's next to the sea. Um, right. And and uh, rad- radon. Apparently, that's a big deal. Got to worry What's about that? radon. What about it? I think it's one of those gases, isn't it? It's one of those naughty gases that... Uh, What's that do uh, around there? Occurs. I don't know. I don't know. Well, wait, look, there's none around where yet we are. Uh, so I said, look, roof, good. Um, subsidence might end up in the sea in a few months. Roof won't help you then. No, but but we're not going to get
1: on poisoning. <laughs> I, uh, one, of the, one of the most crazy things that I had to do when I bought my house was... Um, you had to pay for something called a chancel search where mm. you had to check whether you would be liable for repairing the church, like, three streets away or something. Insane. Absolutely baffling.
0: Most churches have been turned into um, spoons as well, so that would be annoying if <laughs> you were paying <laughs> yeah. old Brexit Billy's tax
1: bill. <laughs> I'll pay... For the upkeep of this church by my alcohol consumption exactly. on a Friday and Saturday. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Oh, mate, Saturday, I had a one-man drinking session. You cast United were on the telly. I thought, you know what, that I cannot well. get through this. We <laughs> 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 went terribly, didn't it? Yeah, 3-0 down. Um, uh, I, had my, uh, I had my jab. I had my jab on uh, How on did you get Thursday. that luck in your
1: veins so quick? Oh, asthma
0: asthma in it yeah. and and the fact that i'm still registered in my old house in soho and i imagine soho's a bit of a uh, bit of a ghost town at the moment so no one's around to get their jabs so they probably had a bit of a surplus bloody uh, knew that speaking. asthma coming around
1: at some point i know
0: right i was like i was having a right old wind saying that uh, why have not i had one because if i get uh, covid i'm going to be fucked but um i had to go to westminster abbey for it me and
1: stephen bloody fry yeah. in the abbey getting getting you hand- getting the same day as St- stephen fry
0: no, I think he did this ages ago, but he but it, it was funny because it was like, of course, Stephen Fry
1: got his done at Westminster Abbey. <laughs> That's so poetic, Pete. And, and yeah. it's probably the only situation in which you're allowed in Westminster Abbey, is it?
0: Well, this is certainly the only situation I'm allowed to um, forget that I'm having a jab uh, and wear the most restrictive jumper possible, meaning that I had to kind of basically take my top off. Show off uh, the guns. <laughs> oh, that old show chestnut. My, show, show my belly i my nip-nips to the young nurse, bless it.
1: Oh, dear. dear Two seconds, mate, because so, in addition to the roofing, I think my cat wants to come in. It's a madhouse here today. Oh, you carry on. I'll be back in a it's second.
0: A, it's a cat upon... No, not cat among the pigeons. Cat on a hot tin roof, except it's not in? a hot tin roof. It's only hot because there are some sexy buildings. Up there, like a little um, bird, and just
1: run off. He won't even come in. He's taking a yeah. piss, mate. Yeah, um, foolish yes, cat on a leaking shit roof. <laughs> um, uh, oh dear. But good news about the vaccine. Anyway, when's your second dose?
0: I don't know. I just got given a card. I don't even know where. Have I still got that card? Because because people, they, when they have it, they put it on Twitter, don't they? They go, look, I've had the, I've had the vaccine. Yeah. Which one did you I get? Do you the, know which one you got? Uh I got the Nescafé Azera. Very nice very nice Cameron, I, got the AstraZeneca, top, I got the AstraZeneca one full of yeah. clots me you now they, they yeah. were sort of talking about like, you know like, there was a big Ferrari uh, where the EU um, actually it wasn't the EU it was the member states um, sort of decided to put a halt a very short two day halt on the uh, AstraZeneca uh, use and um, and the whole Ferrari was over, like, clots, blood clots, uh, you know. Yeah, a, a couple yeah of, right. And I think it was like 37 people out of so many million or whatever got it. Mm. And, and they, they sort of said the normal number for clots is much higher. So you would be actually be expecting a lot more clots, clots mm. uh, to happen. Um, and it kind of got me thinking, surely the AstraZeneca, therefore, should be regarded as being a clot clearer.
1: It <laughs> should yeah. be a blood thinner, surely. big clot clearer. I I think I could probably, when I read some of this story earlier this week or last week, I just thought straight away, I'm just going to add this to the long line of things I have no idea about. And if more people (laughs) admitted that, we'd all be better off. Um, No way. Can I I just bring something to the table that I have read about late last week? Mm -hmm. Um, It concerns... Lots of people. I don't. I I, I didn't. I had never heard anything about this. Maybe some of some of our listeners will have known about it already. In which case, I apologise. But I'm pretty sure the majority of them won't. I read a story last week about the the marathon event at the Olympics of 1904. Oh yes, lovely. Looks like the most disorganised event in any discipline in any sphere that I've ever seen it is absolutely incredible what mm. went on. I want to share it with our listeners. <laughs> Pete, you I, I shared the story with you and uh we asked Nat to price it down so we've got a few bullet points to make it digestible for the uh for the very uh the very um busy listenership out there. So mm. there were um there was a there was an Olympic marathon in, in in 1904 um and many many things went wrong to say the least. <laughs> Okay, so there were in total, mm. I believe, um how many I think there were thirty two athletes, obviously it's a long time ago, so there's not as many people around doing it, and obviously a marathon was a lot more a of, a, of a difficult distance then, so only thirty two athletes competed, and 14 managed to mm. finish, right? The reason for that, <laughs> or the reasons plural are as follows: across the twenty six mile course, there were zero water stations. great.
0: Um, um. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know how the Olympics marathons usually work, but I'm fairly certain water is provided for people because you don't want to be
1: carrying a big water bottle around, do you? So one of the, one of the organisers of the Olympics was a guy called James E Sullivan, and when he was challenged about um about <laughs> the no water stations, <laughs> sure. he first of all pointed out there was a well around 11 miles in. Cheers. <laughs> do more work. Uh, get get get, the, get get draw from the well. Then he said that um. Um, actually, I want to conduct research on what he called purposeful dehydration. That's a bluff. Right. Yeah, that is a, that, that is
0: a massive yeah. bluff, yeah.
1: Purp- purposeful re- dehydration, or as, as we now call it these days, death. Um, <laughs> the next point is that um, organizers accidentally gave North American competitor Tom Hicks, right, who, by the way, eventually won it, um, a <laughs> cocktail made of egg whites, brandy, and rat poison, because i think it at that a time strict Strychnine... i mean they he <laughs> shouldn't have brandy
0: in there i mean it's got sugar in there i suppose would probably help a little bit egg whites a bit of protein rat poison that's persona non grata in any uh, uh, athlete's yes uh, I did, I, did some, I did some
1: research into that. And I think at that point in time, I think strychnine, might, they might have thought it was some kind of performance-enhancing drug. And mm. at that point, there was no such thing as a ban on performance-enhancing drugs. That's why like cyclists in right. the Tour de France and stuff used to take amphetamines and brandy and all sorts. Yeah. This is, this is, is, is my like, favorite one, is right? It... God, listen, listen, you like this, right? One racer came into the race quite late, right? decided he wanted to do it. Um, so he did it in, in a beret and wearing trousers, right? He, <laughs> he, he then realized that he hadn't had anything to eat for 40 hours because no one the organizing committee had catered for the athletes. So he ended up taking a little detour into an apple orchard that he saw on the route, accidentally ate a load of rotten apples and projectile vomited all over the track, fell asleep for two hours on the track, right, and, fin- and still finished fourth.
0: <laughs> Incredible. Look, that's, a, that's a good performance if he's done all that I, I just uh, I mean eating the rotten, rotten apples you'd be a bit pissed wouldn't you because that would be just more booze for him basically yeah cider yeah um, fantastic
1: this one conducted the majority of the race on a dusty road which caused so much dust to be kicked into the air that one of the runners inhaled enough to tear open his stomach lining and, and why is the air going into his stomach I think he's got bigger problems <laughs> quite frankly <laughs> I think he might have just been <laughs> swallowing it. And right. th- th- this is what it gets mental. right. This is this is it gets mental, right? An accidental release of feral dogs onto the course. They're making it up. Right, they okay. do it on purpose now. It, no, they've yeah. turned it into some kind of running man Schwarzenegger movie on purpose. <laughs> Ridiculous. Absolutely I just ridiculous. Like the fa-
0: I just like the fact, I mean, maybe it was to get the rat poison. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they had access to the feral dogs. I don't know why they were corralling them in the first place, yeah. but they they managed to um, just release them onto the track. And, and look, I mean, you look at the uh, Tokyo 2020-21 uh, uh, organisation it's, I mean, it's not dissimilar, you would argue. There was a thing last week, um, obviously, but about a month ago, uh, the one of the heads of the Olympic Committee or the Olympic uh, uh, organisation had to quit because um, he made a, a, an offhand... Uh, t- well, not even offhand, to be honest. He stood up in a press conference and said uh, women shouldn't be allowed to um, be uh, high up in the Olympic Committee because they, they, they talk too, too much and they talk for too long. Um. We'd be fine and then this week and then this week uh, one of the Olympic committees said uh, that uh, a very famous Japanese comedian uh, uh, who's um, like a, a plus size kind of like a, a, a model uh, or, or certainly like a public figure um she uh, he, he said she could go she could be lowered into the Olympic Stadium um, as the Olympic uh to what so silence said this. in the room say again same guy who said this. No, different guy. He'd only been fine. And the new guy stepped up to the plate. i oh, have the, chosen the new guy. The... <laughs> he's, not the, he's not the new guy. He had a different job. Basically, uh, it just, I, I mean, Japan doesn't, I, I said this on the Improngebob podcast, but like Japan doesn't have a lot of uh, w- w- old white men, but they do a very good impression of the politicians right. of, the, of the country. It's incredible. They just keep on doing massive Prince Philip style gaffs left, right and centre. It's great.
1: So, I, I, the guy who won the one in 1904, he still won it in three hours, 28 minutes, which is bloody good. That is and good, isn't it? Yeah. He later said he can't remember much of it because he was hallucinating for it all. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the future of the Olympic events. You know, Just, get yeah. them hallucinating, get them to try new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: fill them full yeah. of sunny D and LSD. Brilliant. Can you still get sunny D? I feel like we've mentioned this before. Is it still around? I was in a supermarket recently and I did not see see them. It's probably been rebranded as like a health drink. Like the same way that Pepperami's now a protein snack. It's like, come
1: on, man. Oh, that's the, a the, textbook the, move,
0: that by then. The sausage used to fucking dance and go, I'm a bit of an animal. We had it yeah. in Edmondson's voice for fuck's sake. Come on. <laughs>
1: that's not healthy. Why can't it be all things to all mouths? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, all right. Anyway, on that note, um do send in your favourite oh, um, like your favourite um <laughs> Olympic related moments from history or whatever you want to send in. It's hello at lukeandpeach.com. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll do some of the emails that you've already sent. And there's been some belters uh, this week as well. I also, at some point between now and Thursday show, I want to get Pete talking about his favorite subject, um, steampunk as well. So maybe I'll I'll work on him in the break. Mm -hmm. See you in a minute. This week at Sukarnov.
0: On WrestleMe, Mark Haynes has been telling me about the world's tiniest man. Like, you wouldn't remember that guy <laughs>
1: coming in. <laughs> flobbing in. Like, a big a pancake. massive sort of soft biscuit. <laughs> Are you sure he's six inches? Do you remember him? Uh, Do I remember him? Do I, <laughs> right, then
0: he isn't six inches <laughs> He's got tall. a very unique body. <laughs> you can also join me on the Luke and Pete show, where me and Luke have been trying to come up with excuses for our poor hairstyle choices.
1: Now, more than any other era of my life, I care less and less about what other people think. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. I think we're at the time of life where we've probably got more disposable income than we had ten years ago, and we don't give a shit about what anybody thinks, and that's how midlife crises begin. I buy this stupid thing. I've got a scooter now. I'm wearing a ponytail. All that, and a whole lot more. at to All right, it's the Luca Pete Show. This is part two of the show. This is where we do the emails. If you want to get in touch with the show, it's simple. Uh, hello, show dot com. It's as easy as that.
1: If you had some strychnine Luke, have in the break, email? is that what you're speaking like that? Say again. If you had some strychnine in the break, is that what you're? Is I, it strychnine I, 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 or is it strychnine? I've really struggled. I
0: always hear it as strychnine because it kind of like it. I think sounds like a rapper's name. <laughs> yes, why has called
1: been called Strychnine? Fantastic. Surely someone needs to have been called that by now. It's a great name for a rapper. It is
0: a cracking name because it's like chemical and dangerous, possibly and a, nine a, is a Love it.
1: <laughs> yeah works pretty well um mm. all right hello at LukeandPeach.com is where you send your emails lots of you have done that we'll come on to those shortly um but a quick reminder at instagram and our twitter is at luke and pete show there's lots Ooh. of fun stuff on there um i noticed uh, earlier today that um producing that completely off piste just said set an instagram story up saying who do luke and pete look like cheers for that nat yeah get absolute yeah. pelters
0: now we're not <laughs> I don't know who will get it worse, quite frankly. Oh, Pete it looks I, like everyone, I'm, so it's easier. Mine yeah. would probably
1: all be really vicious. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um I've got an email here from Charlie, who, um I mean, I've titled this email Dad with a Dream Job. You'll like this one, Don. This is a bit mm. of you, for sure. Indeed. Um, Charlie says, listening to episode entitled Pete's Private Potholes, uh, which I think was last week or the week before, and heard mm. Kevin's story regarding Mars and minstrels. Do you remember the way they polished the minstrels up? Great stuff.
0: That's right. In the big, uh, in the big um, plane without yeah. wings. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Charlie says, in the early to mid-2000s, my dad worked as a technical engineer at the Mars head office in Slough. I'm disappointed that he doesn't tell us what a technical engineer does at Mars, Mm. so please get back in touch and tell us. But he says, Mm. each and every Friday, my dad had the ability to purchase a big bag of Mars confectionery for 50p. Oh, I love it. I love cost price um, discount food. Listen to this. When I say a big bag, says Charlie, I'm talking hamper size. Seemingly <laughs> hundreds of Twix, Mars bar, Galaxy, Snickers, etc. I would have been around the age of 10 at the time. And there's absolutely no chance that bag of chocolate was smaller than my entire torso. Safe to say <laughs> the chocolates had to be quickly limited and dad started coming home empty-handed every other week. Go well, Charlie. That is Honestly, dream stuff, but also that's going to that, hurt you as a kid, that. It's going to hurt you is... long-term.
0: I think back then, when you were a kid, though, you can kind of get over massive sweet binges. But I think... It, it it just kind of reminds me of when you know when uh, Homer Simpson and Marge Simpson, the Simpsons, uh, go to that <laughs> um, sweet that uh, sweet expo, and uh, Marge has to get a big coat and uh, she stitched extra pockets inside, uh, and then when she gets home, she just explodes, uh, and the kids just feast on it, and just they're on a big sweet mountain, and they're just after a day, they're absolutely dying with bad stomachs, but they just feel duty bound to keep eating it. I mean, do it. it it's just. It's a sort of story you like hear about at school and you are like, Fuck off. Like, you know, you
1: your dad got what from the oil rig? Terrible. Yeah. Love yeah, it. Yeah, isn't 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 there's a lot of rumors like that, like um people would say, uh like one of the kids in my school was like, Oh yeah, my dad managed to get us a, a video of karate kid four, you know, which hasn't even been made at that point, you know. Yeah. But but the, the old um the old chocolate thing, I would say that is more harmful than it is helpful. Although you're absolutely right. As a kid you can kind of get away with it but because now if i have like a big old say you have like a big old curry and you really just eat yourself to you till you can't till you can't eat anymore the next morning mm. i have a kind of hangover like a food hangover these days yeah i mean you not, don't i mean, I mean you're, you're not, still stuck you know in what, the chinese like no. in the mornings
0: yeah well, but also just i do eat balls and balls of sweets i, I ate a whole um tour of ice cream last week it's just But it's like just a little tub One of those
1: expensive tubs Or a big old fashioned Like square tub
0: No not a big old fashioned Square tub That would be terrible ice cream I imagine there's very little To be honest I don't think that Sort of old school ice cream Is probably that bad for us Because it was mainly Just ice crystals But the modern kind of um, stuff It's very um, It's very foody. It's very buttery It's very creamy isn't it
1: Yeah I, i've got i've got a really, um, ice cream I've got a real blind spot in my mind like psychologically I find it very difficult to enjoy the ice cream that comes in those big square tubs chiefly mm. because I, my sister's almost five it's just over five years younger than me mm. and she used to be really car sick right and we used to go on a lot of um a lot of what I guess what now people would call a a staycation I guess although to me a staycation is when you stay home not when you stay in the UK yeah yeah, okay, so I'm in a UK holiday where you all get in the car and you drive somewhere, mm. and we used to go to like Haven holiday camps, right? You probably had them up north as well, right? Or oh, it's probably called something yeah, different, like yeah. Pontin's or whatever. Anyway, we used to go to those, and it'd be like a four-hour <laughs> drive to, to Somerset or something, mm. and uh, my sister would get so car sick, she would be sick the whole time, But um, but what my mum and dad gave her to be sick into was like an empty ice cream thing.
0: Do you know oh, what I mean? No. So With I can't like a now. Faded, I can... like label on the top. Yeah, as that's well. all
1: I can think of now <laughs> when I see those big ice cream boxes. So anyway, <laughs> I, I didn't have any friends who had whose dads had jobs like Charlie's talking about, where they could bring home sweets and stuff. But I remember thinking because my mm. dad was never in the navy, but a lot of my friends' dads were because that's where I'm from, obviously. Um, and I remember thinking it sounded really cool, like to go and visit your dad's ship and stuff. But I don't really remember anyone bringing home mm. any kind of proper interesting shit like that.
0: No, no. Apart from my dad used to build, build a <laughs> I mean, TV sure based sure... of
1: um, TV um, electronic items, as I told you before.
0: Yeah, and I, I imagine a lot of dads brought home STDs. Hello to Graham, <laughs> uh, my dad. Um, well, I won't read the, I won't read the title out, but uh, it's a hell of a hell of a story. Hello, looking Pete. Um, speaking of uh, candy and consuming it, to, to consume candy, you're gonna need a tongue, and you need the freedom of the mouth Uh, I started listening to the and Pete show last year during quarantine says uh, Graham and I am almost caught up now my batteries and my remote are grey with no branding on them but the fine print on the cover says Google nice Uh, I was uh, listening to an episode about vets and their shady surgeries for criminals and a follow up story from another listener about how his father took him to a vet for surgery and removed the stitches with pliers and a Stanley knife these stories sparked a memory that I thought you and the listeners would enjoy as a young child I was about uh, four or five when this happened I had trouble pronouncing the word it's like yellow, yellow. Um, my parents took me to a doctor and it turned out my lingual frenulum, the bit of skin under the tongue that attaches your tongue to the bottom of your mouth, was too long and it had a hole in it. The doctor hmm. said they wouldn't do anything about it until I came in with a broken bone of a like. <laughs> what? That's <laughs> a not a doctor's work. It's a be, two the has got to be it hasn't. It's not a yeah. two for one. Lordy, I'm not doing... I'll do, wait for your MOT. Um, <laughs> my, dad, my dad was annoyed with this response, unreasonably, uh, in my opinion, and uh, he, being a vet, veterinarian, he decided to do something about it. He used a local numbing agent in my mouth and took a scalpel and severed my lingual frenulum from the hole to the front of my mouth. Despite freezing the area, it still hurt like hell, but I can now say yellow with no... Issues. My dad has some fantastic <laughs> stories from his time uh, as a vet, presumably in prison as well, um, such, as being, <laughs> such as being chased by a bull at night uh, while he worked at a ranch in Saskatchewan. I never say that word. Saskatchewan? No. Saskatchewan. S- Saskatchewan. I'm not even looking can, at it. I don't even know what the can, word is, but I, I think it sounds like that. can never say that word. Uh, so if you're interested, I can write in about that as well. Look, if they are even 10% as horrifying as uh, as injecting stuff in you into his child's mouth uh, to numb the area. I, mean, I just a, think it also would have a been... a legend.
1: Must have been particularly interesting growing up in the 19th century Old West as well. So <laughs> tell us some <laughs> more. Were you emailing with some stories about, I don't know, your dad and the gold rush or how we, how we met, pharmacist? how he met Jesse James. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> incredible. Incredible. What we've got to the now, we've got to the point now. It's a natural progression. And I would say a natural way to, to, to finish today's episode. We're now hearing mm. from vets operating on their own children. Great stuff. Indeed, and I indeed, also don't, so what, when, when you buy something off Amazon and it's like only £1.99 and they say we'll bracket this up with your next delivery because we're not going to spend money to, to post just that <laughs> yes. little thing. That shouldn't happen in the medical yeah. profession.
0: No, no. That I mean, that is for uh, dog dog food, uh, dog poo bins, uh, bin bags and bonjella. Like It shouldn't be. Yeah. You, you should be able to just get that done as and when you need it. Presumably, but then, you know. presumably
1: that email did order some bonjella after what happened to him.
0: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, right, this has been the Luke and Peter. show. Thank you for joining us uh, for a fun little Monday show. I think you can possibly agree. I can agree. Uh, this is yeah. my opinion. It's my show. Yeah, Half. watch for me. Yeah, socket. it. Um, hello <laughs> at LukeandPTO.com if you want to get in touch. Check out the Instagram as well if you want to see what crazy nonsense uh, Natalie's been putting up, um, whether sanctioned by the show or not. Uh, <laughs> and not. at Luke And PTO, uh, at uh, on the Twitter as well. We'll see you on Thursday. Say goodbye, Lukey. Goodbye, Lukey. This
1: was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.